Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey, Java Junkies, welcome back to another episode of T4C. If you're interested in learning more about journalism, especially digital journalism, then I promise you this is the episode for you because my next guest has taken her award-winning reporting for CNN as their chief White House correspondent to Instagram, where she has amassed a star-studded following. But before I introduce you to the amazing Jessica Yellen, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's T4C's weekly newsletter that comes out bright and early on Mondays, and it's got unique insights into dozens and dozens of different industries. It's also got coronavirus-relevant career advice, as well as a ton of other hacks for all of you college students and young professionals to help you turn your degrees into careers you'll love. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org, and the sign-up box is right there. Now, my Java lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my wonderful next guest is Jessica Yellen, the founder of Hashtag News Not Noise, which provides daily news reports on Instagram. And you can find the account at Jessica Yellen. Prior to founding News Not Noise, Jessica was the chief White House correspondent for CNN and an Emmy and Gracie award-winning political journalist reporting for CNN, for ABC News, and for MSNBC. Jessica has covered Capitol Hill, domestic politics, state and national elections, and the culture wars, as well as issues facing women in the workplace. Her work has been published in the New York Times, the Daily Beast, Details, Entertainment Weekly, the Los Angeles Times, and The Atlantic. Her first novel, Savage News, about reporting while female, is available now in paperback from HarperCollins. Jessica, welcome to the Time for Coffee Espresso Shots. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I'm extremely caffeinated, yes. It's so good to see you. Well, it is such a delight to see you again, Jessica. And although... I was no longer at CNN when you started there back in 2007. I like to think of us as former colleagues. So it is such a pleasure. We're what? (laughs) We're veterans. We are veterans. And I have so admired your work for so many years, and especially the work that you're doing right now with News Not Noise. That's so kind of you. And it's mutual. You're remarkable. So thank you. Well, thank you. And I just want to start things off by asking if you would like an espresso shot. (laughs) I have a no espresso rule because I get the jitters. It has to be cappuccino. Oh, okay. Well, I could probably get my barista to work on something. Okay. 
about four hours. <laughs> More than that, and I'm done. I do have caffeinated tea with me, though. So Excellent. that's an all day. Excellent. Well, I just want to change my backdrop for those who are watching. This is the first time I have actually done a real video interview in addition to the audio in Jessica's honor because my feeling was I got to take off the gin wheels at some point and why not do it with the queen of Instagram news? So <laughs> you you know how to do news on video. There's no training wheels. It's just another format. It is for me. It is for me. So let us dive into our 10 espresso shots. And for our longtime listeners, they know that these are the 10 questions that I ask my guests to help all of you learn how to break into my guest's industry, in this case, Jessica's industry, which is journalism. So first espresso shot, Jessica, what are the entry-level jobs that young people should be looking for if they want to break into journalism? Traditionally, the jobs are go get an internship or a starter bottom rung job at a local news channel and or apply for an internship at any major news org and work in one of their bureaus. Once you're integrated, you work your way up. If you want to be on camera, you get someone to make you a tape, you send it around, try to get a gig. That's old school. New school is there are a quadrillion digital media companies. They've all laid off people. So now they're looking to hire to fill those jobs with much low people who demand less money. And that's not great for the industry, but great for college grads. And I would be experimental. I would think about alternative digital media. I would even think about nonprofits that have a, a media component, pick a passion area, become an expert expert in that area and build your journalism career with deep expertise in a niche topic, because that is how you get success in the future, I think, in our decentralized media future. And actually, we're going to dig into this more when we get into the main Time for Coffee interview. And for our viewers, they should check out the bio to see if Jessica's main Time for Coffee interview has already dropped. For our listeners, check out show notes. But what about for those young people in college right now who are majoring in journalism, who are watching, hopefully, News Not noise at Jessica Yellen on Instagram and saying, yeah, maybe I'll just start my own news channel. What advice do you have for them, Jessica? First of all, buckle up. This isn't a path anybody's cut. So you're cutting the path as you go. And so it's very experimental and independent and fun. And all you need to do is learn how to do research like a journalist, put a story together, open an Instagram account, pick up your phone and start explaining it to your audience on the phone. That is all it takes. There is zero barrier to entry. I was thinking zero barrier to entry, but as a former journalist, I can tell you it is a lot more difficult than it looks. What Jessica does every day is a high wire act. And it's not only because she is doing her unbelievably sophisticated reporting, but she's also drawing upon almost 20 years of experience having worked in broadcast newsrooms. That's the part you can't match or teach. And that's why it's very valuable to get an entry level or internship opportunity at an existing newsroom to just sort of have the experience of internalizing how decisions are made 
under deadline, how people have editorial conversations, what the focus is. I now work with some people who interns and and staff that work with me now who have not had experience in newsrooms. And it's interesting for me to try to like think about how to teach them to think about making news choices. So for people who want to be in this field, even if you want to be innovative and try a new digital route, I think at while in college, it's a great opportunity to go to a traditional newsroom and get that newsroom experience, which will inform how you make your decisions in the future. A hundred percent. So you mentioned the interns and the young people who are working with you now. What is a hard and soft skill, Jessica, that you look for in the young people you hire? A hard skill is, can they write? You know, I'll ask them to write me a sample. And there's a lot of people who just for them, writing isn't their skill. I need that. And or if they have, you know, a social media savvy, I'll admit I've said to them, I need to know TikTok. Explain me TikTok. Instead of just you and me both. <laughs> okay, I can't do that. And then soft skills are just judgment about how do they see the world? Do they have the confidence to say, I think this is the story that we should do today? Even if I don't agree, the fact that they have the confidence to state what they think it is and then back it up, That's what's required. From there, you can add the nuance and texture to help people understand why you might choose a different story. But a soft skill is to just like have a point of view on the world, on the news and know how to describe it and and defend your position when you do. What about someone's major? I know that you were a women's studies and American history major at Harvard. Is it a deal breaker if someone didn't major or doesn't major in journalism to get into it? For me, opposite. I do not think you need to major in journalism to be a journalist. Journalism requires curiosity about the world and precision about how you execute your work. So if you have those two things, you will be curious enough to follow a fact pattern, get the information, test it against multiple sides and come to a conclusion that you can defend. That's what it requires. I think it's great if you have a history background that bolsters anything you'll do when you're reporting on our current American environment. If you have international affairs background that helps you test things against what's happened around the world in history. So I definitely don't think a journalism or comms major is essential. I think if you're in those spaces, the advantage of that is if you can get investigative journalism experience using new data tools, mm-hmm. if you can use the advantage of the university and their infrastructure to learn about like the analytics and the data and what you can do on a computer now to dig, that's priceless. Like I'd like to go back to school to know that. Beyond that, you just need to have like super interest in the world. Great. What about a graduate school degree? So let's say somebody didn't major in journalism as an undergrad and decides this is something that they want to do after they've graduated. Do you think that getting a journalism master's is valuable? And if not, is there another kind of a master's degree that you think might be more useful? So you might disagree with me on this. My view is it's extremely productive to get a degree in an area of expertise. I think the people who sort of have the most market value, to be blunt, in media right now have deep knowledge in a specific area. So if you're a lawyer and you go to law school and you're a federal prosecutor, you can speak on what's going on in the courts. If you're an environmental researcher, you can talk about climate change. I feel like getting an area 
expertise and having deep knowledge in a specific area, then applying that to journalism creates a path for you that gives you a bit of an edge. Whereas being a general interest reporter right now who goes to a graduate school dumps you out into a job market that is kind of uncertain at best. So I would prefer to pick a lane and kind of go in that direction or just go out and start reporting, like get a job and start. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. What I would say is you can also build an expertise if you don't have the money to go to grad school by working in that field. If I could go back to school, and of course I could, but I'm not going to right now. If I could get a master's, I probably would get an MBA because of the very thing that you and I are doing. We are entrepreneurs who are building a business in a way that leverages you much more so than me, our journalism background. Mm-hmm. And I think that having that knowledge about business would be an asset. But that said, I agree with what you said at the end. You can just go out and do it. You can just be a reporter and you could do it perhaps in a particular niche that helps you, helps you build that expertise. Absolutely. Jessica, what about life experiences? These are those kinds of experiences that we have outside the classroom in extracurricular activities, maybe studying languages, maybe travel. What do you think are the most valuable ones for someone to try to cultivate if they want to get into this industry? You need to not be shy and you need to not wait for permission. The journalists who succeed the most are the ones who ask and ask again and push again and push again and aren't waiting to test everything to see what's going to be right. You just walk out into the storm and see what comes your way and start querying that. So in terms of life experiences, I think it's about practicing risk taking to some extent and developing, you know, relationships. I mean, it's all about they say every business is about who, you know, but in journalism, it really is being able to pick up the phone and call someone and know they'll take your call and answer your question. So part of it is building that network. And again, just having curiosity about the world. I don't know that that's a life experience, but it's a point of view to cultivate. And the more you're interested, the more you convey that passion in what you do. And that makes your work compelling, I think. Wonderful. So what is the best part for you, Jessica, of being a journalist? And let's say right now, blazing your own trail in the field of journalism on Instagram. I think the best part, and you'd probably share this, is that you wake up, you're interested in something, you have permission to go and spend your day figuring it out. So you're constantly in pursuit of satisfying your own curiosity and then solving puzzles in a way. You know, this thing happened and this thing happened, but how do they interrelate? And you get the material that shows you the connections. I find that very satisfying. What I'm doing has a lot of independence. There's no one telling me what story I have to do today, which, as you know, is like, Total liberation. Oh, yeah. The downside is there's no one telling me what story to do today, which can be totally overwhelming. And if you don't know, you can feel a little lost. So there's always a tension in the freedom of being an entrepreneur like this. And the flip side, speaking of being an entrepreneur, what is the part of your current job as the founder and chief badass of Lose (laughs) Not Noise That sucks the most, Jessica. The lack of infrastructure and resources that I used to have. I mean, I never understood. I do remember there was a day at CNN, one of my early days, 
where I really realized the power and impact of CNN. I was on a remote shoot for a story and I, I finished my script. And when I was at a prior network, we would have to call ahead and say, I'm ready to get time on the satellite, which is how you beam your voice up to a satellite and they beam it back home. Can you book me a slot in 45 minutes? Because it would always take 45 minutes to get a slot booked. And the guy in the truck was like, I don't know what you're talking about. We had a who's on first conversation until he was like, oh no, we own the satellites. You go up anytime you want. And it was like, wow, I work at this global network that's wired around the world. You can get news out. You can get information around so rapidly. And there are these amazing people, you know, the cameraman and the ops teams and all the behind the scenes people you never see who make it happen. And they make our job work because then you can just focus on the reporting and office politics. Okay. But... That's news. Now, I mean, before we were talking about how I might, we're our own IT people, the thing goes down. Sometimes I record my thing and there's like weird green screen in it. My teleprompter rolls so fast, I can't breathe. People are like, are you having COVID? No, it's just a fast <laughs> teleprompter. Like, all the things that don't work become very, it adds up. And so I do miss that infrastructure and I miss the dialogue I used to have with the other reporters that I'd work with, where you can just pop next door to Gloria Borger or Dana Batch or whoever and say, hey, I'm thinking of approaching the story this way. What do you think? And you have a quick conversation and so clarifying. So some of that I miss, but life's an evolution. And so you have the pluses and the minuses. And and I've developed a little kitchen cabinet that I do call when I'm not sure what, what story to pursue. And they help me out. Fantastic. Well, I just want to let it be said right here, right now, we're going to mark this date on the calendar. I don't think it's going to be that much longer, Jessica, before you are earning so much revenue that you are able to build your own infrastructure, your own support team. I think we are looking at the future Ariana Huffington. Oh my gosh. I have no doubt. I see it. I feel it. It's going to happen, Jessica. May I say, as my mother says, from your lips to God's ears. Absolutely. And as my mother-in-law would say, let's not put a Kanahara on it. (laughs) (laughs) Three final espresso shots. What is the best career advice, Jessica, you've ever gotten? No amount of informational interviews, querying or researching a job will teach you if it's right for you. Try the job. You'll know quickly. Love it. What about a movie or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon show, or book, hello, author of Savage (laughs) News, do you think best represents what this industry is really like? I say this with love, not in criticism, but the show that reminds me the most of what it was like is Veep where it's a comedy about a vice president, where every single thing that from the outside looks deliberate and strategic and plotted out is actually like an accidental choice that you then have to react to, that somebody else does something to cover for, and then you come with an outcome, like a comedy of errors. With a bunch of well-intentioned people who are doing their best every day and actually care about doing good work and having a good outcome, but things are always (laughs) disorganized and silly. And then I was always a big fan of 
Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert Redford movie that was forever rewritten by Joan Didion. It was sort of about Jessica Savage. What was it called? With Tally Atwater. Huh. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh my God. It was this romance about a newscaster. And I was so, and then of course, broadcast news. And I always look back because I revered broadcast news and the Holly Hunter character. And I look back at it and she's an emotional wreck. What was wrong with me that I, at my 20s, looked at this woman who was like miserable and thought, I want that life. Yes, actually. And let that be a note to our viewers and our listeners that while Holly Hunter was an extreme version, there are people like Holly Hunter in this industry. And it is a really hard industry Mm -hmm. to make your way in. And you will have late night crying episodes and you will be so exhausted that you feel like crying on certain occasions because especially if you're working for a 24-7 news organization, you sometimes sleep very little. I mean, it never stops. I used to have three or four Blackberries. You're on all the time checking one of them. I mean, you never stop. Yeah, you don't. It's important to look at the career. One person said to me once, who in this industry has the full life you want? The job you want and the outside of the work life you want. What will it take to achieve that and make your choices based on that? I decided nobody had the life I wanted and I had to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, it is an unbelievably dynamic, exciting, thrilling career. But it is also very difficult to have that work-life balance. And I certainly hope that you have more of that now that you are your own boss. But I suspect that it may not be where you'd like it to be. I'm working on it. Okay. Final espresso shot, Jessica. What do you think Java junkies would be most surprised to learn about the journalism industry? I do think they'd be surprised how funny it is behind the scenes. Like every portrayal of news is very self-serious and earnest and everybody's like tearing their hair out. And part of the attitude of news is like we spend our days chasing the worst things on earth. Like it's news when the plane crashes, right? It's not news when the plane lands. So I guess as a protection mechanism, we develop this kind of very sardonic sense of humor. So I always loved the humor inside the newsroom and the sort of mutual understanding like of how we view the world together. Like there's a real feeling of camaraderie despite the rivalries. Yes, we're competing for interviews. Yes, we're competing for scoops, but it's almost like being in a battle together. Like nobody knows this experience like we do. And so you do have this real bond and connection with the other people who are in your world as journalists. And I think that's not well appreciated from the outside. And I also think it's a lot funnier and uh, more entertaining than a lot of people might realize. Yes. And if you want to learn more about what Jessica does at News Not Noise and how she built her remarkable career, we've got links to that episode to her main Time for Coffee interview and everything else that I'm about to mention in our bio or show notes, however you're consuming this content. And as Jessica mentioned, the absurdity of the broadcast television industry, especially for women journalists, check out her wonderful book, Savage News. It is out now in paperback. And You can also, of course, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to News Not Noise through Jessica's Instagram account. And her last name is spelled Y-E-L-L-I-N. It's Jessica 
yelling. Monday through Friday, is that when the newscasts are out, Jessica? I do a video every day, Monday through Friday. And on the weekends, I always post news updates to stories. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the T4C community and being my very first video interview, Jessica. This was just wonderful. You're such a doll. Thank you for having me. And I hope we made it pain-free. I've enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.